Welcome back. Today's episode is a doozy, and I'll start with this. I re-nicknamed myself the teddy bear of truth today. But we talked about how success comes from wrapping your physical, emotional, and mental body and surrounding them around a shared goal to win, how the lone wolf can never succeed, how the deep end of your pole, the pool, your pool, the deep end of your pool, ah, that sound is horrible. Get your mind out of the gutter, not the deep end of your pole, the deep end of your pool holds the secrets to your success. How my amazing guests, they went from 15 years in the financial industry, struggling sex addict to leading the men of the free world and making a massive difference. How emotional walls will always lead to success blocks. How the life we currently live, how the, we only have two lives, the life we currently live and the unlived life within us. How an isolated journey is a death sentence to success. The required prerequisite of community or support system is the ability to tell me the truth about how we're showing up in life. And to leave you with this one, do you partake in emotional foreplay in your community? Plus many more. And so this episode was a doozy, but it was also short. We were fast, we were condensed, and it is loaded with nuggets. I think it's only 42 minutes and it is action packed. So take a peek, take a listen, take some notes. But without further ado, let's get into the show. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back. I have a repeat guest, but I'm not going to say his name yet because I have to do him justice. See, one of my goals with intros is that I do them off the top of my head based on who I have in front of me and how I feel. But I have this secret selfish goal that when I'm done, they're going to take this clip and they're going to make it an intro to every one of their keynotes, their podcasts, and I'm going to be their professional hype man. And so that's what I got today. Today, I have the man who has the only legally licensed issue to not wear sleeves on a shirt. Like it's actually been given him and granted to absolute elite status to bypass every stereotype and every judgment because he looks that good. He is the leader of the push-up world. He helps translate men into absolute sovereign beings as like this silent warrior in Oz behind the car. And he is a walking heart. He is one of the most grounded, connected, loving, compassionate, expressive, and amazing human beings I've ever met. And it's even better that he's embodying it in a male form and helping us all figure out how to love ourselves, love the people around us, and keep doing it. Well, he just effortlessly rocks like a 12-pack, and I judge him because I love him, and I just want him to cuddle me. And so today, we have my buddy Dom. Welcome back to the show, Dom. George, if that was anybody else doing that introduction, my, my, my whole existence would be shattered, but I know you so well and your gift that that is just you, like in a nutshell, like you are, yeah. you, your ability to flow and speak from your heart and to honor the people that are in your life. It's, it's so great to be cast in your, like in the beam of your consciousness as you share that. Cause it's been a while since we've spoken, but man, that felt really, really good to hear. So thanks. Oh, I, t I take it. And by the way, everybody, Dom holds the title of the best feedback ever given about me because in a testimonial 
before one of our events, Dom said coming to a George Bryan event is like getting slapped in the face with a two by four of truth. And to this day, <laughs> it goes down as like one of my favorite pieces of feedback that I've ever gotten in my life. Well-deserved, man. Because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what you do is so potent and not always that gentle, but it's always the truth. And <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> I will say you're going to have to come to another event. We're doing a lot more of them now, but I will say that like, I softened my edge a little bit, Dom. Like I have a little bit of fluffy padding and then I very, very rarely have to pull out like the surgical edge uh, because I've, I've realized that there's, there's levels to this and gent gentility is one of them. And I can be a teddy bear of truth rather than a two. Truth. I can't wait to experience the, the George Bryant teddy bear of truth. Wrap me up in one of those. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm stoked to have you. I, I, I know, uh, I reached out to Dom and I was like, Dom, we got to do another one. I'm watching what you're doing. I miss you. I need your wisdom. I need your conversation. I need your heart. I need your love. I need your friendship. I need it back on the podcast. And before we dive into kind of what we're going to get into, which we'll unpack that as we go, I think there's something that I, I'm just incredibly proud of you for, because I happen to be in your life at the inception of this thing and watching you over the last couple of years pour every ounce of your intention and your commitment to something greater than you. And this idea that I remember like getting the message, you're like, this is what I'm thinking. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then, you know, we fast forward a couple of years. I, I think it's absolutely incredible what you do. And I think the world should know kind of what you're doing because I want to give you some kudos for it. So can you tell everybody kind of where the push-up challenge started, how we got to hear like what you're doing, how it's working and the impact that you've made? Yeah, absolutely, man. So maybe just for context, I run the Great Man Within Community. It's a podcast. It's got three masterminds of men who are coming together to stop lone wolfing their lives and to find the best versions of themselves in community. And one of the things that we got really excited about was all of the change and transformation that's happening inside of our masterminds. We wanted to show the world what we're capable of on a bigger level, giving back. So we cooked up this idea. Um, called the 100 Push-Up Challenge. It's, it's called 100 Great, um, the 100 Push-Up Challenge, which we launched on January 1st. And we're taking a group of 900 men from around the world on a 60-day journey to train to do 100 consecutive push-ups in a row. And the reason why I love that is because I took on that challenge a number of years ago when I thought doing 100 push-ups in a row would be impossible. Like I did 50 in a row at my absolute max when I was in high school playing three sports a year. But when I learned how to take my physical body, my mental, my emotional bodies and wrap it around a purpose, a bigger why, I ended up really blowing myself away. I could do 130 push-ups in a row. And I want to take a group of guys through this process to show them that they can shatter self-imposed limitations and ceilings and overcome that inner critic. The, the thing that we're doing for humanity though is we are raising hundreds of thousands of dollars for three mental health charities that support kids and young adults. You know, coming off of you know two years now of a global pandemic, and we're still not at, out of the woods completely. There are a lot of people who are really struggling. So we have, I think we've raised about 180,000 bucks so far for an organization called Livin, which helps kids and teens on supporting mental health, the Kevin Love Fund. Kevin Love is an NBA superstar who's won an NBA championship, who had the biggest public meltdown. I guess it was a, a, a panic attack that forced him into the spotlight and really owning mental health and talking about it, destigmatizing it. 
and the crisis text line, which is a 24-7, you could text them um, if you're ever struggling. And they they deal with, I think, about 1.3 million cases per year of helping people and saving lives in their time of need. So that's what we're doing, man. And it feels really good to make an imprint. Yeah, man. I, um, I've used that text hotline personally. So for those yeah. that listen to my podcast, you know a little bit of my story, even though I don't know if the whole thing's out. But as somebody who has dealt with suicidal ideations and attempts and depression and all that stuff, like uh, it's near and dear to my heart, friend. So thank you for being the tip of the spear and what you do for men and also taking it and having this profound impact on the world. So I just publicly, Dom, I love you. I appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you, George. Yeah. So one of the things that you said, and I think this is kind of perfect, like you lead, you have an incredible podcast, you have an incredible community, you've been leading men for a long time. And, you know, before we started the show, we started talking about, you know, the power of community. And and I think, you know, wrapping up what you do with men and applying it in a broader, a broader sense, I feel like looking at, you know, the world of digital marketing, the world of entrepreneurship since you and I started, right? Like I'm going back to like 2009 is that uh, most of the challenges and most of the struggles that I see today come from a lack of community. They come from this isolation. They come from this, you know, do it myself, as, as you call it, this lone wolf syndrome. And so can you kind of talk about like what you've been seeing and what you've experienced in your leadership with these men of like what's been unlocked and what's been possible for them because they've been willing to lean in and create that community and leverage what's there? It's a great question, George. And I think I can answer your question best by even telling you a little bit about my own journey. So yeah. the lone wolf, right? The lone wolf is the man who goes through life mentally, emotionally, and spiritually on his own. And we praise the rugged individual who doesn't need any help. I mean, movies with heroes or, you know, the hero walks alone, figures it out on their own. And we glorify that. But the, the bottom line is the lone wolf starves. And so what was really interesting about my life was that I always grew up with a tight-knit group of friends, guy friends. I was always on sports teams, you know, the guys that I knew when I was a kid. I still friends with 35, 40 years later. I was in fraternity. And then even the men that I worked with for 15 years in financial services in a sales job, competitive sales environment, I'm still friends with a lot of these guys. So I've never not had men's community. But there was always like a certain level, a layer that we can never get to around depth right? There was always parts of ourselves that we held back, the fears, the insecurities. And none of us really knew what it was like to kind of transcend that, I guess, that superficial exterior and really get to the, the meaningful stuff. The way that I came to that was I hit my own personal rock bottom in 2013 when I entered Sex Addicts Anonymous. And there's a whole backstory to how I ended up there. And you, know, you can listen about that on, on my podcast called The Great Man Within. But the short of the story was in order to pick up the pieces of my romantic life and to get healing, I started going to these 12-step meetings for sex addiction. I ended up in a room with like 40 men who, you know, when I walked in there, I walked in with shame and I ran the algorithm that I do whenever I'm in a group of guys, which is... Where's the alpha dog? Who's the threat? Who are the guys that I could dominate? Where are the guys that I'm cooler than? Or who are the guys that are cooler than me? Like it, it just all happens in a nanosecond, right? From being in years, decades of competitive male situations. And George, it took me 90 fucking days before like my sponsor put his boot up my ass and was like, dude, these guys aren't here to compete with you. They're here to connect with you. 
and you are keeping such a distance between yourself and them that they can't, you're not allowing them to help you. And when that, when he finally penetrated that, that, that like decades long story, then when that wall came down, then I started to share some of the stuff that got me to that point of, you know, hitting rock bottom. And I shared what was going on in my inner world. I shared some of the behaviors that I was ashamed of that got me there. And it brought me closer to these men. They respected me. They thanked me. They were like, well, finally we get to see the real Dominic. And it was so opposite of anything that I ever experienced in the first 35 years of my life or 33 years of my life, whatever it was, that it scrambled my fucking brain. (laughs) And after a few years of settling into that and feeling so comfortable being able to actually be 100% of myself, not having to posture, not having to calculate or position or whatever, put in any armor, that I said, oh my God, I need to bring this into the world in, in men's community so that's what caused me to, 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 uh, to, to form the masterminds that I run, which have nothing to do with sex addiction, have nothing to do with you know, helping people, have nothing to do with rock bottom moments, but the acceptance, the authenticity, that's you know, the foundational elements of what we bring. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. As somebody who's been to those meetings, SLAA, for my 12 steps for Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, like I, I had a very similar experience, except uh, they asked me to leave. Um, Really? Yeah, because I just, I liked being on my soapbox rather than being in a room and um, mm-hmm. not working on my stuff, right? Like I was like challenged every rule of those programs. And so I hear that and, and I can speak person, but what I love what you said is like this posturing, right? Like this, yeah. this, I, and I think that's a thread that is worth pulling because like I see so much of it. There's this posturing on Instagram. There's this posturing on social. There's this posturing when you walk into an event and everybody's catching up with the Joneses. Like, what have you been up to? And I was like, I'm guilty of it. I dropped numbers that I've never even heard in my life before. And I was like, wait, I didn't do that. Hold on. I need to clean that up. Hey, hey, I was a little excited. I was basically scripting a fake movie because that was not mm-hmm. real. Like, let me just mm-hmm. clean that up. But I see this posturing coming up over and over and over again. And, and it took me 10 years to realize that true freedom was on the other side of posturing. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was pre-posture or deciding not to. And, and you have this firsthand experience. And I know you coach a lot of men that are like, very high up in positions in their careers, like high up in the financial industry, high up in entrepreneurship. Like what are some of the things that you see that like become possible for people when they're just willing, like I'm going to open a loop for all of you right now that you're probably not going to have clothes for like three to four years. But before this call, I was like, Hey Dom, can I drop an atomic bomb on you for a minute? He's like, yeah. And I, I fucking, I, I dropped a nuke. And then it was the same thing. But I also know that Dom is one of my dearest friends. And I was like, I can't record a podcast with you with this on my brain. Like, I just got to get rid of it. Like, whatever it is, whatever the label is, like, let's get out of it. And then we just moved through this quick smile, quick moment that probably used to take me eight hours to share. It took about six minutes. And then we just move into like, now I feel connected and I'm grounded. And like, I feel this sense of pure freedom and empowerment and happiness and joy when there isn't this let's call it box that I'm trying to put myself into. And so can you talk a little bit about that? And also some of the things that, that you have used in your practice, cause, cause you know, the, the hair club commercial, right? Like you're not only the president, but you're a client too. Like yeah. you've walked all of this and you've walked this a lot. Like I've been in practices with you. I've done breath work with you. I've been to men's events with you. Like I see the commitment that you have to yourself and, and you're on the leading edge. And so I, I take your words and I give them a lot of weight, but I also think that 
we're not surrounded by tools and strategies and support where people are talking about like, this is how you get connected to who you are, minus the posture. This is how you show up in the world authentically, minus the belief system. And so I'd love for you to kind of riff on that a little bit. Love that, man. Thank you for all the nice things you said. And yeah, you're going through something big that you shared with me that I know your listeners are going to eventually end up hearing about. And you're absolutely right. Like the six minutes that we spent talking about it, we removed any barrier that was between us. So like, now I know what's present here. Yeah. And there was no guilt or shame of you sharing that. It was like, okay, we've got this. And so when we have a conversation like this, we can be fucking real. Yeah. So let me give you a real specific example, because I think stories are always, you know, the best way to kind of crystallize what happens in spaces like, you know, the, the, the masterminds that I run. So, you know, yes, the men who come to work in the great men masterminds are guys who have been accomplished in the traditional sense of life, right? Like made money, they're, you know, have, have social standing, got the families and they want something more for themselves. That could be like, there's more potential on, you know, on the horizon, or it could be, they feel restless and trapped in their inner worlds and they don't, they don't know how to get out of it. So there's one man in our community. His name is Steve Wilt, who is a senior partner at one of the top financial firms where I spent 15 years and it's called Cap Trust. Steve will, and that, so Cap Trust is like the, kind of like the bellwether organization in, in the financial services space on institutional retirement investment assets. Steve is either the number one or two guy in that entire firm every year in terms of financial advisor. So this guy's like rocking it year in, year out, has a beautiful family that he cares about, great relationship with his wife, and he's a philanthropist in the city of Akron, Ohio. So everything is cranking. He went through one of the meditations in our group called the great man meditation, which is a vision for who are you at your best? This is, this is something I think a lot of guys don't have, George. I know you have this for yourself. I have it. I, I, take, this, I take this guidance from Napoleon Hill, right? We all have two lives, like the life we currently live and then the unlived life within us, right? That unlived life of something great. Most of most men don't ever connect with who is that guy who I can be when I'm at my fullest potential, when I'm living in alignment every single day with my purpose. Instead of what would Jesus do, it's kind of like, what would my great man do, right? So mm -hmm. having a real clear vision of that. So Steve goes through a meditation that we do. And in this meditation, his great man came to him and said, you will never be me unless you stop drinking. Now, Steve's not a problem drinker. Like he's not an alcoholic, but he does drink four or five nights a week because of, you know, the work that he does. He's schmoozing clients, these kinds of things, he left the party, let's hang out with his brother, like friends. And it took him like five or six months before he decided to confront, you know what? I'm going after everything in my life. I'm going after like the, the summit of the mountain. And if I'm going to go after it, then I got to remove this thing that's holding me back from it. He goes, if I don't have a community of guys that I can declare this to, you are the 20 men who I know will hold me to that standard. Then I know that I'll maybe do like this for a week or two, and then I'll fall off the horse and no one will, no, 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 no one will know. So he ended up, you know, announcing this, declaring it. We held him accountable and we celebrated the shit out of him. And 
I don't know, he's been clean for 200 something days. He came on my podcast, shared a story, inspired dozens of other people, clients, friends to get, you know, their relationship with alcohol handled. And one of the cool things he shared about this, George was like, his wife would have, if he wasn't in this community, his wife would have been the only one who knew the hardships of the journey of like the ups and downs of all the people looking at him sideways and questioning him when he said, no, I don't want to drink. And we were the ones who could see every step of the way, the journey and hold him up when he succeeded. This is what you're talking about, man. At the very beginning, when you said most people don't have community, it's because our journeys are so isolated. No one sees the shit that we're crawling through. And when a guy finds his spot and has that, uh, has that support every step of the way, then he feels stronger than he ever has. I, yes. Yes. Like you said that and what popped into my head was an isolated journey of the death sentence to success. Like that's how yeah. I, that's how I wrote it down as like a note of what you said for me to remember. I'm like an isolated journey is a death sentence to success. And yeah. you, know, you said something that's really powerful when you were talking about, like we were talking about posturing, right? And then we were talking about accountability, right? One of the things that you work on is like having men, and, and this is applicable to women too, Dom works with women as well, but finding their authentic self. And then to get to that authentic self, you have to remove the posturing, right? You have to remove the labels, the boxes, the the paradigms, what society says to, to, as we talked about, sit still long enough to hear the whisper of your higher self, right? To, to give it like enough that. space to come to you, right? And then when you have that place, you start to be able to play with like, what would it look like? Like, what would it look like five years from now? Like, what do I want to be doing? Or where do I want to be doing? And then there's this acceptance of that truth, right? There's this, in my opinion, what feels like an embodiment of like a Venn diagram being created, but the circles are a little bit farther away. Hmm. And then eventually they get to a point where they start to cross. And at that cross is where it requires an action now, because I feel like it's becoming a part of me and I'm dancing with it and I'm integrating that shadow or that greater man or whatever we want to call it. And then the real work comes where it's like, okay, to keep those things integrated requires a daily level of effort and without accountability. Yes it's going to remove the connection and make it even harder to get back into. And so when we then make those commitments, we're making those commitments to be seen as we really are and then held accountable to our potential based on what we heard in the whisper rather than what we feel in the moment or we're trying to avoid feeling in the moment. And that is so accurate for where I am right now because in the news that's coming up this week and, and where we are. And by the way, uh, it's incredibly happy, but it also requires some processing of emotions and belief systems. Sure. Dumb, I can tell you at 39 years old, I've never actually sat long enough to listen to the whisper long enough from my true self. It was only listened to who I thought the world wanted me to be. Yeah. And so I can say at 39 years old that I don't know the whisper of my great man without the posturing that's taken place in the last 10 years of my life, without the labels and the entrepreneurship and the podcast and my incredible friendships. And I love my job. I love what I do. Like I will never stop doing this. But I also realized that I have advocated my self-identity and the results that I have created and never paused long enough without the posturing to listen to what that answer might be. You know what, man? Um, I appreciate your openness and honesty. And I also think you're being a bit hard on yourself because as, as well as I know you, man, like you've, 
you've sat, you've listened, you've heard. And yes, there's, there's some layers that are being removed right now, but like, yeah, I, I know the man that you are deep down inside and I've seen you and I felt you when you show up at your best. Yeah. And that's that, like that whisper you've heard. That's fair. That's fair. I think actually, you know what, you know what, I, I actually think that's fair. And I think the more integrous way to say it is that, um, I've sat and heard the whisper and then I pretended that the whisper wasn't speaking because it didn't fit into the belief system that I had in the moment. Yeah. And, yep. and, and that's, and that's, and that's where it is. But I love what you're saying too, because like, you know, like oh, my wife and I were having this conversation and we were like thinking like down the road and like, we, we have these conversations all the time. And it's like, if we were to hit the fast forward button right now and follow the trajectory of where we're going together and our businesses and everything, we're 75 years old. Would we both sit there with the joy and radiance on our face and have an impeccable amount of pride about where we were? And, and there's some things, but then we look at each other and then we're like, oh, no, <laughs> small, like, right. wait, no. hold on. You know, and then we ask the questions that get into it. And then, you know, when you eliminate that down, but I feel like, you know, what you're saying is that the greatest part that allows that is in, in my opinion, like I think for everybody listening to this, like community. Because being witnessed for where you are, just authentically where you are, whatever that means, clear, not clear, sad, unsad, you know, a gray area drinker, but not a problem in my life. Like whatever it is, it's just like for me, community is this practice of being witnessed. And then yeah. witness allows me to just be and to practice the ability to sit with that. And so, you know, Dom, I, I hear this and, and, I, and I love this and I think about community, but I also... Um, you know, communities could be masterminds, they could be groups, they could be two of your dearest friends. Like, can you talk about a little bit like what you mean by community and how people can really start utilizing the community that probably exists around them? Yeah. But to lead that community into a deeper state to meet them where they are. Yeah, that, that, that's a big one. Like leading the people around you into a deeper state. So one of the things that maybe I'll start off with before leading down that path is one of the most important things about community, and you just witnessed an exchange, an example of this between me and George, <laughs> is, is surrounding yourself with people who can tell you the truth about how you are showing up in your life, yeah. right? That is, a, that is a prerequisite for any man, woman, however you identify into my life is that you can tell me the truth about how I'm showing up in my life. There were many years where I was afraid of surrounding myself with people who told me the truth about how I was showing up in my life because I didn't have the inner fortitude to hear it. But being in community and having those safe spaces where I knew that those people were there to, to connect with me, they wanted to see the real version of me. And then when they said stuff that may have cut, that may have hurt, it wasn't because they were trying to knock me down. It was because they were trying to lift me up. And sometimes we got to get <laughs> hit by the two by four of truth. <laughs> In order, in order to elevate, right? Or, or the, you know, and eventually sometimes it's the teddy bear truth. So, so I would say like, first do an inventory, like even just kind of take a check right now. Do you have people in your life and, and, and make it beyond just your, your husband or wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is, like beyond just the, the requisite, the, you know, the person who's right next to you. Do you have an extended community of people who can tell you the truth about how you're showing up now? how to lead other people. And what, what it was, so one of the questions you asked was, what do I mean about community? Yeah. Community comes in all shapes and sizes. So an example of a formal community could be something like a men's group, you know, or a woman's circle. 
And that has a dedicated commitment. I, I, I was a part of a men's group for four years, unpaid, 10 guys came together. We were all equal two hours every Monday night to do a practice. That's one version of it. I run paid masterminds where the focus is on becoming the great man within you. And we do some work around performance, optimizing your life, emotional fluency. That's another version. George has run, you know, entrepreneurship masterminds. I was a part of one, right? There are very different forms. The formal ones have agreements, have commitments. There are stakes that, and standards that everyone agrees to. And sometimes there's a financial obligation, sometimes there's not. The reason why I love those kinds of communities is because when there are stakes, there's an energy that's there, right? And you know, when I when I pay for something like George's masterminds aren't cheap, but they shouldn't be because George's <laughs> George's knowledge and wisdom is is you know top of the line. When I'm cutting that check, I got to be worthy of showing up for that investment that I just made. So I love that. The other kinds of masterminds or other kinds of communities can be a little bit more informal, like with your friends, people that have been around for a while that you have, you share common interests. Maybe you're Harley riders. Maybe you are athletes. Maybe, I don't know, like you like to, to work out together and maybe you desire to go a little bit deeper than just riding the bike or just, you know, uh, going to the workout. The way that I, the, the way that I like to, to test are people ready to go deeper is I'll throw out little breadcrumbs, you know, little breadcrumbs. Like when, when someone shares something like, man, I slept like shit last night, a breadcrumb I'll drop is like, Hey, is there, you know, is there anything on your mind that, you know, may have caused you to, you know, to kind of lose sleep last night. And sometimes they'll jump on it. Sometimes not. I'll throw another breadcrumb, you know, it's like, Hey, is there anything stressful going on? Or yeah, I've had some sleep issues recently. I'll be a little bit vulnerable to, to toss something out there to see you know, do they want to play this game? And sometimes people will, in which case now we're in a game of foreplay. Like I like to call it emotional foreplay. You know, some people need to be warmed up. And I, I write about this on Instagram. This, this is some of my most popular Instagram quotes or posts. I say, just like some women require more foreplay to feel open and ready to engage sexually, some men need emotional foreplay, right? for them to be safe and ready to open emotionally. And, and th this is like, I know I'm going a bit of a tangent here, but this is very important. I love it. Keep going. Okay. Uh, and, and, and some of the women go, this is, oh my God, this is mind blowing stuff. It's if you try to go straight for penetrating a guy's emotions, most guys have right game over. Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, I'm going to walk away from this. My, my armor is drawn. My sword and my, my sword and shield are, are up. Yep. Um, because we have been trained not to feel right. And so we're going to be defensive. Now, if you can, if you can understand that we need to be warmed up and some examples I just gave you, like, Hey, George, I noticed that maybe like, you know, at the beginning of a call, you know, Hey, like I noticed you're sniffling. There's there something going on and cool. And then he opens up mm -hmm. and if he doesn't want to, don't fucking force them because if you, if you try to force them, it's like you think about what it feels like to be, you know, have aggressive sexual advances. It, it's invading. Mm -hmm. So if we can start to learn how to communicate in this way and, and like, and, 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 and then see what is a person open to that 
is a way to lead another, another human being to going deeper. And when they're willing and open, then all of a sudden you've led them into something that could become beyond just a surface level relationship, but a community that you can go back to time and time again. A thousand percent. And I have, I have two things. They're, they're almost questions or, or maybe statements that things come up for me when you say it. Um, and I'm going to remember one better than the other one. So I'm going to go with this one first. Um, and the, <laughs> the other part of that, that I think is so impeccable, I asked about like, how do we lead communities? Um, and how do we, you know, do that? I think in hearing what you say of like, you know, and by the way, what Dom's saying is like, we're the man, that's man to man, that's woman to man, that's anybody to man. Like, I'll tell you my recipe right now. You walk up and you tell me something that I did really good today and like how I have a big heart or that like I support you as a wife. I melt like yep. ice on an 80 yep. degree summer day and I'm like, I love you. Yep. Right. But then if it's like, hey, we need to talk. I'm like, I'm not opening that text message. Nope. <laughs> nope. Or even worse is when I get an audio and I was like, oh, hell no. Nope. <laughs> if I get an audio, I know what that Your means. Trouble. I'll leave that thing for like two days and she'll be like did you listen to my audio i'm like oh i must have missed it and i'm like <laughs> you're, if I you're it, totally I'm, outing yourself man in a public I right now yeah i did i'm always off into someone and i was like oh, man, i didn't miss it i'm just afraid to open it she's like i was telling you how good you did i was like oh and and here's what's funny dom is that it happens across the board it doesn't matter who it is sure it's that gap of like i got no context and i have this unopened audio message and what could be lying on the inside sure sure and so I think it's really, really funny. But the reason I was saying this is that I think uh, when I hear about leading community, I think one of the most important things is that also that um, we, 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 we live in this permission space. It's like, hey, Dom, I actually asked Dom before the call. I was like, hey, yeah. And then right. we were community. I'm like, hey, is it okay if I kind of drop this atomic bomb? And he's like, of course. And then it's this mutually agreed upon safe space to where there's no attachment to project our own beliefs in the other person or change anything. It's just to really be witnessed and hold space. And I think that that's one of the most powerful things that I have, like with my employees, with my staff, with people that I consult, I find myself now very much living in that permission base of like, hey, is it okay if I say something? And they're like, oh yeah, totally. Like, hey, I noticed something. Can I share, right? And so there's that way. And then other times it's like, hey, hey Dom, is it okay if I share something? And they're like, yeah. And then I lead with my feelings, which has been incredible for me creating community and connection. So I just wanted to say that because I, I, I go both ways. And, it, and it's very supportive of me because there's times that I actually need to say, hey, Dom, can I, can I, can I share something or g give you some feedback? You're like, yeah. And then you'll hear it and receive it. And your way of receiving it opens me up to be willing to share my thing to receive feedback because your example made me feel safe and invested and, and all these different things. And so that was it. And then the other thing that you said that I think is so powerful is on community, we talked about formal communities having structure and, and frameworks and things like that. I think with informal communities, what I would, what I would say to, to presence as an importance thing is that they're not loose and they're not unintentional. Like they're not accidental. Like, oh, I bumped into my friend or, Hey, it's so good to see you. When are we going to do this again? I, I found that putting this intentional practice, like, Hey, when can we talk again? Or like, Hey, are we going to do this? Or, Hey, uh, we're both going to text each other within this time. And just putting a clear container on it, uh, tends to be the secret to these communities being supportive or per se. Yeah, the clear container supported by the agreements, yeah. right? So the clear container could look something like, hey, we're going to maybe meet or discuss on this regular basis. This is the, um, the subject matter, the topics that we plan on talking about. And then the agreements, you know, George, you just gave a great example of one, which is, hey, before I drop something emotional on you, um, 
why don't you ask the other person, are they in a place, you know, to, to be able to, to, to hear something emotional, right? So you asked me, you know, we, we've established this over the course of our relationship. Yeah. I've got an, I've got an atomic bomb. Are you, are you able to hear it? And there may, there, there, there may have been a time where I'm like, you know what, man, I'm dealing with my own shit right now. And I don't know if I can hold your stuff. Yeah. And you would have been like, you know what? Totally cool. I get that. I'm there. So, so like, there is no, there's no weirdness or Tom's being a dick or like, you don't care about me. No, like that's been established. And I find uh, like the agreements as you bring together, you know, diverse groups of people, um, that, that the agreements are even more important. Right. And so in our masterminds, you know, like one common agreement is for men, this is not an advice giving space. Yes. Right. Like in George, you know how important that is, right? <laughs> like, like guys, like anywhere you go, guys got their machine guns ready to fire all the unsolicited advice at you for any issue, problem, ailments. You don't even have a question. Someone's giving you advice and they don't even know what the fuck you're, you're, that you're yep. talking about. So one of the safest ways you can create a container for special groups of men is like, we do not use advice here unless, unless asked for, unless like, you know, George, I need your advice. Yeah, totally. But instead, curiosity, you know, mm-hmm. questions, um, reflections. Here, here are the emotions that are coming up for me as like, I'm listening to you share that kind of stuff. That's, those are great agreements to put in place. And in one of my masterminds where we put a concerted effort on, you know, bringing in diverse groups of men, we're talking about racially, socioeconomically, sexual orientations that requires an even like more, um, intentional level of, you know, communication. And when we step on each other's toes, which we're absolutely going to in a diverse group of guys, how do we bring that forward? How do we have disagreements? How do we restore integrity? How do we meet the person who's injured? You know, and then so there's all of these different ways in which talking about it, formalizing those communication structures inside of community, bring a bring community from just this like word, this nebulous word, to something that's like a living, breathing ecosystem of trust. Oh. Thousand percent, and and what's what's interesting is like as I'm hearing you speak, I, I'm, you know, in my typical minority poor brain and how it functions, I have like the through line in all levels of entrepreneurship to where it's like you think about it, like it, unless you're a solopreneur, which a solopreneur you're still outsourcing, you're still hiring VAs, you're still communicating with people, you're surrounded by micro communities, and then when your team gets mm-hmm. a little bit bigger, you have a bigger community, and then that team is leading a community of your customers, and like. What Dom is actually talking about is like literally the core essence of everything that I focus on when all I teach is customer journey now, because that's all I teach now, because it it encompasses everything. It solves every problem, but it's always up to us. Like it's up to us to create that container, to create those expectations. It's up to us to, to bring air to the conversation, even if we don't have the guidance or the rules, it's up to us to notice what communities are around us that are lacking those expectations, those clear containers, those communication modalities, because the more that we can take this principle of community and and I would call it authentic, connected, like fully witnessed, or communities that allow us to be authentic, connected, and fully witnessed, the more we get to stand in our power and possibility be held accountable to our great man or woman within. And I know for me, like I have this very interesting job where I get to walk into businesses with 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people at every revenue range, and in a five-minute meeting, I can tell you what's missing 
that has nothing to do with the revenue, the business, or the acquisition, but when fixed, will double or triple the revenue, the business, or the acquisition. And 99.9% of the time, it comes down to every single thing that we've talked about on this podcast yep. already. Yep. 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 And that, 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 that is a, that is a brilliant mind gift that you have. And I know that you, you did that with me. Like when, when you looked, one of the things that George had said to me early on in our work together was he goes, Dominic, I feel you and the place that you're in, you're so ready to bring your message out. You just need to turn up the amplitude. Like you, you know, like I remember you telling me like, you don't realize how much work you've done, like how much I trust you, but your message isn't out there and it needs to get out there. And so I went through this program uh, called the artist way, which is a 12 week journaling program every day. You get your morning pages done. I went completely off Instagram and the socials for the period of time, found my voice and came back on. I took your guidance. And what I, what I realized during that time was customer journey. Who are my people? Got very clear on that. What are the messages that are missing? How do I, you know, and, and you even shared with me, like, you know, some of the stuff that like you see me post, like you and Lindsay share with each other. Like it helps to, it helps to translate what you're dealing with and what she's dealing with. And you share the posts with each other to, to have deeper communication. I got so clear on that. And then I posted every day and I've, you know, I've, I've grown the size of my account significantly over the past six months. Yeah. And it was everything like, you know, a, a big part of it was the stuff that you had shared with me, just like do this, do that, do that. And then turn up the amplitude and make it happen. And it's working. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and it's, it's funny. It feels very inceptuous to me, by the way, because like, I remember us working together and be like, no, Dom, this is it. And it's like, Hey, Dom, by the way. I don't know if you've caught this yet, but you've already won the gold medal in the Olympics that you haven't competed in yet. There's nothing yeah. left to train for, bro. Like, can right. you just go share this with the world now? Right, and, right. And to be on that side, to now literally be using your content that we helped plan together right. and me sending it to other people, including my own relationship as ways yeah. to communicate. And I was like, oh, this is getting a little crazy. Like, I feel like I'm living on ayahuasca right now. Yeah. That I cannot explain to you. But that, but, but this, this comes back to everything we're talking about, which is if I didn't have you as part of like my trusted confidants to tell me the truth and, 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 and to build the trust that we did where you could look at me and say, Dom, there's no more training you need to do. Like you've already, like you just said that, you know, you've gotten the gold medal in the Olympics. You haven't competed in yet. Go fucking share this stuff. Yeah. And I needed to hear that. And, and, and so, so what it did was it, it kind of took me out of the whole I need to take another workshop or I need to consult another guru and I need to join another. It was like, now let's just get my lived experience from the last 12 years of throwing myself into this inner work and going through four years of recovery and running communities of men for years. Like I'm more than qualified and capable of doing that, but I needed you and a few other people to shake me up and say, share. And yeah. now I'm doing that and it's starting to take off in, in, in ways that I, I could never have imagined. And that's why and this I, stuff matters. And I love it, man. And I love it. And this is kind of a perfect segue because we're coming up on time before we do Dom and George 3.0 and I will have no sleeves on again because <laughs> I would like to go back to showing off. Well, I have to go back to the gym, but we'll get there. I'm good. I'm still, <laughs> I still have the biggest calves in the world though. So that's truth. I win, the, I win the calf game. I win. And that I don't is. wear pants in Montana. So you'll laugh before I say this part. I went to a rodeo after our event, I brought my whole staff to the rodeo, bro. I'm walking up the bleachers, 3,000 cowboys in the stands. One of them reaches around, swings his arm, grabs my calf. 
<laughs> and he's like, you're the only man who can wear cowboy boots and pink shorts that nobody can speak to. <laughs> and he like held my calf down and made eye contact with me. And it was like one of the most beautiful moments of my life. But it's the funniest thing ever because I was like, you couldn't have predicted that. Like no matter what you did, I was like, however many beers you had was the perfect amount, my butt. Yeah. Like, that worked perfect. That These are moments. Perfect. These are only moments that happen when George is walking through the stands at a road. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. I need stories to tell because stories translate. So for everybody wondering, like, uh, I, I'm going to say this. I told Dom at the beginning, I'm like, I only want to send people to your Instagram because I think your Instagram is like one of the greatest gifts to humanity right now. And thanks for acknowledging me. I feel really seen and appreciate it. So thanks for letting me be a small part in your big impact, my friends. And so yeah. um, for everybody listening, you're going to go check out his Instagram. It is Dominic Q. Uh, Dom, will you spell that for everybody? Sure. It's D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K with a Q. Q. Uh, yeah. It's that easy. It is, it is unique. It is amazing. And the content is absolutely incredible. And I think as everybody's listening, as we wrap the show, like just bring this awareness to what communities are around you, to like what relationships are there, to, to what plants are already in your garden that just might not have the amount of sunlight needed or a little bit more water and, and start figuring out where you can start tending to these communities. Because I know that the only benefit to this is up. Like this is a win-win guaranteed win game. And I love those games. That's how I play business. That's how I play life because I hate losing. So I might as well just play a game I can't lose. And you can't lose in community. You can't lose in connection. You can't lose in authenticity. You can't lose in witness. You can't lose with emotional maturity. And I think it's incredible. And so Dom, uh, I'm going to end with one question because I think this was incredible and I love you. We'll do a longer one. I feel like you and I could rip out like a four hour episode, Joe Rogan style, but yeah. we'll save that for in person. Then we can take pictures, sure. you know, do, do yeah. all that fun stuff. <clears throat> so I just want you to take a thought and just envision that everybody listening to this episode uh, forgot everything that was said for the last 44 minutes and all they're going to leave with is the thing that you share now. And I just want you to give everybody a closing message. Yeah. Lone wolves starve. And when you find your community, you'll never be alone in the foxhole. Take that away. Wow. Well, I'm not going to permeate that one anymore because that one was potent. I'm going to repeat it <laughs> so that the episode ends with that because lone wolves starve. And quite frankly, when we're surrounded by this much beautiful humanity with seven and a half billion people, I don't know why we'd want to be alone in the first place. Sure. And so let's give the gift of community. Let's give the gift of love for everybody listening. Let's give Dom the gift of love and community. And when you hear this, if you feel so inspired, go slide into his DMs and let him know what meant to you, what supported you. And I will tell you that Dom loves hearing about people sharing, hearing what his content does to make his difference. Like it's absolutely incredible and it will help you be the best version of you. And so Dom, thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for being here, brother. Nothing but love for you. Such a blast, George, man. Love you, dude. I love it. And this might be the shortest conversation we've ever had because I had a man. Sounds like sounds like wow, this is this is like one tenth of George's time. So for everybody listening, impact. I'm gonna keep making fun of myself and my lack of container to time because I love talking too much. But for you, this episode is over. So we're about to cue the intro. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you leave a review. Make sure you send Dom a DM. I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earbuds. But either way, we're out. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. 
please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.